Hi, it's Marianne. Thank you for listening to Let's Take This Outside. I'll be spending the summer outside, and I hope you do too. And we'll be back with new episodes this September. In the meantime, please enjoy this previously released episode. Let's Take This Outside with Marianne Iveson the podcast where she speaks to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about why they connect with nature. A multi-passionate and award-winning entrepreneur, Alicia Sims is the founder and CEO of Rolling Sea Tattooery, True Buzz Media and Productions, and Secret Nova Scotia. She and her husband, Tyson, are also the co-producers and hosts of the TV show Trailer Travels, where they travel around Nova Scotia in their Airstream trailer named The Clutterbug. Please welcome Alicia Sims. Alicia Sims, welcome to Let's Take This Outside for the 900th time. I'm telling you, we're going to get it right one of these times. Yeah, uh, just uh, this is a little bit inside baseball, but we have tried many times. We've both had COVID in the last month. I feel like we're both amateurs for some reason, even though neither of us are amateurs at this. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, welcome to the show. I love an entrepreneur. Let's just dive right in before our computers explode. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Uh, tell me about all the businesses that you currently run. You are the coolest. <laughs> Thank you. I am a tattooer by trade. That's my first business that I started in 2014. I've been tattooing for 16 years. And then I made the leap to Nova Scotia and my own studio in 2014. When I moved here, I was showing all of the cool things that were happening in my area, which was surprising. I moved to rural Nova Scotia and everybody was like, why are you moving to Truro? It's so small. Like, why not the city? It's like, well, time and a place. It's where I wanted to be. It was the right place for me at the time. And I actually lucked out that when I did move here, a lot of other people were moving back. They were opening businesses. They were having really cool events. And the more that I was showcasing what was happening here, the more people were reaching out to me and saying like, hey, can you come cover this? Can you attend this? And organically, the this passion project became another business of Turo Buzz Media and Publishing. I love what you do, but I, of course, want to narrow down the like outdoor passion aspect. Where exactly did you grow up? I grew up in Mount Pearl, Newfoundland, and I lived there most of my life. I did move to Halifax to go to university uh, in the early 2000s, and then I moved home for a while. And then I came back here in 2014 because I really wanted to be connected to the rest of the country. Like I love Newfoundland. It's a fantastic place, but travel was high on my list. And basically, if you live in St. John's, you can drive for 12 hours and be in Port of Ass. Or from here, I can drive for 12 hours and be in Montreal. <laughs> you describe yourself as a scrappy kid from Newfoundland. I, I, I want to make sure I'm saying this right. I'm also going there in June. So I want to make sure it's Newfoundland, right? That's right. That is okay. right. <laughs> what does a scrappy kid from Newfoundland, what does that mean? Well, I mean, I never expected that I was ever going to be an entrepreneur or a business owner. That just was not a blip on my radar. I didn't expect to start my own business, but when I had been tattooing for seven years, I knew I wanted to do something more than work for someone else. I wanted more freedom to get out and explore, to work in different places. And it's not really fair to do that working for someone else. Be like, okay, I'm going to be gone for six months of the year working in other places. So that's what really sparked the idea to do that. I just, you know, I wasn't a good student growing up. I didn't know how I learned until I became an adult and a business owner. And I started taking courses and I found out, you know, how, what my learning style is. And it's really been a game changer since then. So yeah, I don't think any of the high school teachers would have thought I am where I am today. (laughs) So scrappy means being bad at math, but really good at art. 
100% resourceful, really resourceful to get out there and get her done. So I went to the east coast of Canada for the first time. I went to New Brunswick and PEI, just very short trip, which blows my mind that it took that long. I've been to the west coast like a billion times, and I'm going to Newfoundland, like I, I mentioned, next June. What are some of your favorite places? And what do you love so much about the East Coast? Because you do love to travel, but you you make a lot of what you do in your TV show in the East Coast. Yeah, that's right. And I actually lured my husband to the East Coast because he's uh, originally from Manitoba, but has been living his most of his adult life in Alberta. And when I met him, it was like, I'm never moving to the West Coast. I just, I need you to know that. He's like, well, you know, I'm ready for a change. I was actually thinking about going out East and it's been incredible. And then for us to get the TV show exploring Nova Scotia was uh, pretty incredible on, on Eastlink Community TV. And it's just like nowhere else in the world here. I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I mean, for Nova Scotia, you're never more than 67 kilometers from the ocean, no matter what direction you go. The food is spectacular. The people and the scenery is just next level. And the hospitality is really second to none. Like Maritimers really love showing off their province. They love having people here. They love feeding you. And really it's the scenery. Like you can't go to Cape Breton and not hike through the highlands and just have an incredible view in absolutely every direction. It is really the place to go if you love the outside. What are some of your favorite places? Well, Cape Breton Highlands for sure, in Nova Scotia specifically, yeah. We've, we've done that three or four times now, and I still am seeing new things. Like this past year with the show, we went with TNT Outdoor Adventures to a place called Cape Clear, which I'd never heard of. And the view was just spectacular. And we actually can't wait to go back in the winter and do, uh, so they do side-by-side tours in the summer months and then in the winter they do snowmobile tours and we said you know what we have to go back in the in the winter and do the snowmobile tour because they're incredible and the tour was incredible I think anything that takes you to the ocean or a waterfall are definitely my favorite things and they're very quintessential things that a lot of people come to Nova Scotia for same with Newfoundland you're going to get all of those things in Newfoundland, just on a more rugged scale. Like there's a reason they call it the rock. The cliffs are so rocky. I hope you get to fly in on a clear day because the flight in is just absolutely breathtaking. One of my favorite moments from the trip earlier, a couple months ago, was driving over the bridge into PEI and like the sun was setting. Oh, oh just that gorgeous. Was just a crazy experience. Where did it come from that you wanted to like share your passion and your love with others and just show the world at what the East Coast was all about? It kind of, much like my jobs, happened really organically. When I moved here, I was very fortunate enough to have a lot of friends and family that would come visit me here. So I was forever showing off the places that I love to go to. Like I had tours worked out because of all the business I had done with Truro Buzz, which covers the county that I live in in the northern region, Colchester. So I would take people to, you know, Sugar Moon Farm for breakfast and have the pancakes. You could hike the Rogart Trail there. Then we'd continue on down to Earltown General Store, pick up some cookies for later, maybe some different little produce things that they have there. Keep on going down to Tatamagush, which is just the gorgeous hidden gem of Nova Scotia. They have a beautiful brewery there. They have an incredible chocolate shop and lots of little sweet things there. And from that kind of thing... I ended up connecting with a director who had a show on Eastlink, who's like, you know, we have a show greenlit to explore Nova Scotia in an RV. Would you and your husband be interested in doing this? And we're like, uh, yeah, yeah, we would. That sounds incredible. 
And that's what actually spawned our love of life on the road and the idea to invest in our own trailer, which we then decided to sell our house and move into full time. (laughs) I was actually going to ask you what came first. Was it the Airstream or was it the TV show? But you kind of just answered it. It was the show. Yeah. My husband had talked about like his idea was when he wanted to come west, he was going to buy a real tiny 16 foot base camp is the model that he wanted, which is very small. And he was just going to live his sweet bachelor life driving across Canada, (laughs) wherever else and do that. And then he met me and moved here. And I was like, you know, I'm not opposed to us having, you know, a trailer or an RV or something like that. And then the show came out of nowhere. We're like, well, this is perfect. This will give us a real good idea on small space living and see if it's something I can do. Because I had a house that was 2,400 square feet and it just chock full of stuff, right? There was no, I was not tiny living nowhere. And then uh, we really did our research into different models and sizes and reviews and what people thought. And we narrowed it down to what we have, which is the 25 foot flying cloud Airstream. And then we, after we did the show, the RV we had was 24 feet. And I was like, you know what? I think I can do this. It's, you know, we've got lots of storage it's pretty roomy. I think we could give it a go. So the following year, we we did that. And after another year of touring and that, we're like, well, maybe this is it. Maybe we will sell the house and see how long we can go living mobily and uh, then eventually build a house down the road. So you're doing what a lot of millennial outdoorsy types dream of is buying an Airstream, traveling with it. I don't know about the the TV part of it, but you're creating content with it too along the way. Probably some business write-offs in there (laughs) as well. What are you creating for people? Is it just like the life on the road? Is it where you can go that you might not be able to travel to otherwise? Like, What are you showcasing to people? We're showcasing the communities in rural Nova Scotia and the people that live in them. And occasionally we do hit the bigger areas as well. But The show is more about exploring, and then we tied the trailer in later kind of thing. So it started off with the show with the RV, was someone else's show, and then that actually didn't continue, which was more of a tourism-based show. So we decided, because we really enjoyed it and we decided to invest in the trailer anyway, we said, well, why don't we pitch our own show? And it's called Trailer Travels, and really the idea is exploring the communities and, like I said, the people in them. But it is definitely taking the trailer to different campgrounds, to a lot of times we end up staying with people who we're going to visit like on their land. For example, when we went to the uh, TNT Tours in Cape Breton, they have a large plot of land, so we just had our trailer right on there. It's definitely we delve into like the issues that we've had, how what life looks like inside the trailer, because uh, people are really curious about that. It's kind of funny to me because I (laughs) this is nothing I ever, ever dreamed about doing. And I remember when I met my husband online, I saw some of his pictures and he at the time was living in a camp working up in northern Alberta. But I didn't know that's what the pictures were from. It was just him actually camping. I was like, you know, I'm not... I'm not really that kind of outdoorsy person. If you're like really into camping and outdoorsy, I'm probably not the person for you. And he's, you know, we laugh about that now. But then when we bought the trailer, it was like we just had the allure to go. We just want to take it all across the continent. We want to live in different places. We want to be able to work wherever we want to go. And we've learned that we don't love going to the busy campgrounds where lots of people have communities set up and like they love going out and visiting people. We're looking for the remote places, 
we're working on being completely self-sufficient with solar power. And obviously we have water tank on there as well, but there was nothing quite as nice as finding the most beautiful secluded area that you could pull your trailer in for the night for a couple of days. And it's just so quiet and peaceful. Like there's nobody else on the planet. Do you feel like that's your way of connecting to nature is just finding these little very quiet spots in rural Eastern Canada? It absolutely is. I mean, we're hoping to take it outside of Eastern Canada for sure. Like our dream is to get to a point where we leave in October. So when the weather is turning and we're just gone until next April, exploring different places, seeing where we can, you know, live for a little while, just no plan, just see where the road takes us. And it definitely is bringing us closer to nature and our love of outside more. What are some of the best and worst parts about living out of a an Airstream? <laughs> well, I've learned the change of seasons is not fun. Summer is super easy where you don't need tons of coats and boots and heavy clothes. But now, because <laughs> we've only done it in the summer until this is our first year doing it full time, as fall was turning into winter and I'm trying to fit coats and sweaters in and it's just like, <laughs> I'm not a capsule wardrobe person, but I'm definitely <laughs> going to have to work on that because it's, uh, it's definitely hard to be in the colder seasons in the Airstream for sure. And some of the best parts about living living out of it. Do you find you're more minimalistic now? <laughs> more than I was, absolutely. We probably had about two or three months that we were downsizing before we actually sold the house. And I wish I had had space to put aside everything that we actually like sold, donated, got rid of, because it was an exorbitant amount of stuff. Like I had been in that house for almost 10 years and I had most definitely accumulated a lot of things. I think everyone should have to pare their life down to 182 square feet to see what you actually need or use. Like we had probably five different frying pans, which we cannot bring. We had to bring two, one big one and a small one. And that's it. That kind of thing. Like we had all this kitchen stuff we brought in where it was like, we, we can't have all this. We have to keep paring down. So it took probably a month of living in it by the time we had really got, okay, this is what we actually need. It's a really interesting experience. I think uh, it would be neat for everyone to go through and see what you what you really value in your life that you need on a day-to-day -day basis. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's Take This Outside now has a newsletter. Keep up to date with outdoor news, events, and great discount codes and deals from our partners. Sign up today at letstakethisoutside.ca. 
So what kind of luxuries do you have on it? Because I would imagine, like, is there something ridiculous like a little mini espresso machine? (laughs) Is there, like, things on it that you're like, I must have for my luxury? Because like you, I love the outdoors. I could, like, hike literally all day. But I need, like, a warm shower at the (laughs) end. At the end of the day, I don't mind camping, but I would like, I'd much rather have a cozy bed, get a great night's sleep and start over the next day. I'm very bougie when it comes to that. I have a bad back. I'm over 40. (laughs) So like sleeping on the ground is just not happening. And like, yeah, bathrooms in the woods, like bathrooms in the woods is not, no. So I absolutely love that we can just haul this thing in the middle of the woods, buy a water on a beach, and it's just so comfy and cozy inside. But no, we don't have an espresso machine. I wish we did. We have an AeroPress, which is the tiny plastic pour-over coffee percolator, I guess. It is fantastic. I think we're going to have to upgrade to the double one, though, instead of the single one. But it's all in the name of the game with everything you bring with you. It has to be light because all of the weight that you have in the trailer really adds up to your towing capacity and what your vehicle can do and how much fuel you're burning. So we always have the AeroPress, that's for sure. Do you have like a really nice pillow? Do you have like just a great pillow or something? Well, again, I'm over 40 and I have a bad back and neck. So I have three (laughs) pillows that I have to rotate through depending on what my specific ailment is. But yeah, it's unbelievable what you can actually fit in there. Like we've got extra blankets stored under the bed. We've got a couple extra pillows. We have a drawer for extra shoes. So if we're going hiking, if we're going to a beach, if we need dinnerware or something like that, But yeah, I think the biggest luxury that we just have is like the amount of food that we take. (laughs) What are some of your favorite memories of people and experiences traveling that way? I love how many people we have met that have been full-timing it for longer and in so many different scenarios. That's probably my favorite thing so far. It's taken us to many campgrounds that I didn't even know existed. I found the most beautiful beach down. I can't even tell you how many times I've been to Wolfville, Nova Scotia and had no idea this beach existed. And just because we stayed in this campground while we were filming and uh, I noticed it said there was a beach there. So when I went to walk my dog the next morning, we went down and what a gorgeous walk we had. So finding all these hidden gems and the people that we've met are definitely my favorite things about this life so far. And the, the advice we get from people who have been doing it longer the places we've gotten to explore that we had no idea that they were there, even though we've lived and been traveling around the province for years. Do you have any like very specific people that maybe it's like John and Martha from like, but bleep Nova Scotia that you remember that you met in this tiny little town that you're like, I will never forget those people. And I'm hopefully I can I can see them again sometime. Well, I keep coming back to the TNT tours because they are absolutely those people and they they are literally doing what we're doing in the, um, so we're building a garage that we're going to live in in the trailer for the winter because we can't really winterize it comfortably in the temperatures that we get here. And these people did the same thing. So her husband was working out west, actually all over the world in the oil field, which is what Tyson was doing. And they decided that they just didn't want to live that way anymore. They opened up this company and built this garage out in the Cape Breton Highlands, which ended up being their home. They actually live in their garage now, which is what we're doing. So we did have a wonderful time staying with them, uh, filming the show, and then sleeping there uh, in on their land after the show was finished. 
and I can't wait to see them again. And I can't wait to show them pictures of our garage when we move into it and we finished it. So yeah, there's definitely been lots of people, but they're, they just stick out in my head the most. Actually, I have souvenirs over here. I'm just realizing from people from last year, I met a wonderful man down in Pubnico who was a fisherman turned wood carver. And he gave me the most beautiful hand carved seagull that he carved out of a piece of wood he got from Newfoundland when I told him I was from there. So it's been an incredible experience and we've connected with so many people that we still keep in touch with. It's, it's definitely hard to shout out all of them, but those are definitely two that stick out in my head. That's something about travel and especially travel, I would say that's nature related. Like I've met some of the coolest people on the trails or you have experiences with people when there's nothing else to distract you. I find I have the most the deepest conversations when I'm on a hike with someone or when we're just like enjoying each other's company without just the distractions of the rest of the world, right? That's so interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's so funny the where life takes you. Like I never would have dreamed in a thousand lifetimes that I would sell my house, move into a trailer, be moving more remote and just be trying to work towards a life that allows me to work on the road so we can just explore and live life and not be just stuck in one location like we cannot wait to just drive with no plan and see where we end up and where do we want to stay and the people we meet along the way like the world is really a fabulous awesome place there most times so if you actually get a chance to get out and explore it it's it's really something you mentioned um I don't know if you, you meant trailer travel specifically, the show, but you wanted to bring your Airstream and just go for the winter. But do you want to film it? Do you want it to be trailer travels? Or would you bring trailer travels to like Ontario or Quebec or the West Coast or South Carolina? Like, do you have any goals? Or are you just like living every day, just trying to, you know, like live your best life and live in the moment? A little bit of both. I mean, definitely the ultimate thing is is living our best life and, and our life being that we want to not be shackled to a nine to five at a desk. We want to be mobile. We want to get out and live. I mean, we still want to work. It's not like we're going to <laughs> just give up and not have that. But we want to be, the life we want looks a little different than we both thought it would. And I mean, yeah, I would absolutely be open to doing like Tyson, my husband, his family is in Alberta and we're hoping that we'll be driving the trailer across Canada and exploring all the places on the way. I mean, could we make that a show? Absolutely. That would be incredible. So who knows what the future holds for the trailer travels. <laughs> so say someone wanted, uh, you know, they were lucky enough to have a few months off in the year or even a month and they really wanted to just like dip their toe and maybe like renting an Airstream or renting an RV. What kind of advice would you give to those people that want to, yeah, again, just dip their toe in that? Well, you really got to pare down. That is the biggest thing. And that's rich coming from me if you knew that. But <laughs> you really, you really do need to limit what you take because I mean, we all know what gas prices are like right now. So if that's, it's not cheap to be able to travel um, driving a large truck or, or an SUV with a trailer and pulling it. So you definitely want to pare down so it's as light as possible. Um, not just like, oh my God, you need just bare essentials, what you need to get by. But really, you want to prioritize. Don't bring maybe 10 books with you. Maybe invest in an e-reader instead or something <laughs> like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silicone dishes, things like that. I'd say get out and do it. Like for us, it was great to rent it and give it a try on a smaller scale with something we weren't financially committed to at the time to see what we could do it. And we only had it for about two or three weeks, not quite a month, I think that first time. But that when people say to Tyson, how did he 
get me to do this. I attribute it to that. It was a real soft lean into it. It wasn't just a sell the house and go. We were lucky that we we tried the RV, which was 24 feet. We say, okay, we gave that a go. Then we tried the trailer while we still had no plans to sell the house. And then we really had a lot of time to kind of settle into what life would look like at that size, at that scale, at that cost, because that's the biggest allure to us right now of not building a house is like, we just want to be mortgage free for a couple of years if we can make it so that we can travel and make the most of our money to do the things we really want to do in life, go see places, experience the the people, the food, the food especially is that's the big one for me. <laughs> So you soft launch into this. You didn't just... A hundred percent. I mean, you know, some people is pull the bandaid off and go and good to you. But for me, I think I attribute the success to really just giving it a try, doing our research, knowing what the cost was going to be and what it really is to live in there because it is quite small. Like if we have an argument, the best I can do <laughs> is pull a curtain across the bedroom area while he's at the dinette. <laughs> True. Yeah, exactly. You have to really like your person. Yeah, the bathroom is right next to the bed. So you really, you you get to know people really, really well in that kind of small space. (laughs) Are you still doing Truro Buzz? I am. Yeah, absolutely. You are. Okay. So if people wanted to find out more or like, could they still do that? Absolutely. Yeah. There's truobuzz.com or you can find us online under the social handles of Truro Buzz and everyone should come out to see the East Coast. There's so much incredible hiking and food and beaches. Oh my God, the beaches and the waterfalls everywhere. It is just an outdoor lover's haven. I'm going to have to message you after because I really need your help with picking some stuff in Newfoundland. Oh, please. I already am making a list of things that you need to do. Are you going like all across the province or just on one? So part of it is, and it's also going to be part of the podcast as well, but I'm part of the Travel Media Association of Canada and they do their summit every year. Uh, And it's in in St. John's. I'm hoping to be there. I have to do the application. So yeah. Do the application. Maybe I can recommend you. Okay. We have to talk about this not... Not on the podcast, but that would be, yeah, now you have to. That's so funny. When you said June, it didn't even click into me. That was like, yeah, that's in the the first week of June. Alicia Sims, I'm going to put all the links, trailer travels. You can follow all of it on social media as well. Um, You're so inspiring. And I hope at least one person listens to this and like, maybe I'll try like a little one of those drop, you know, what do they call like a droplet? Oh, yeah. Trailers. Yeah. The teardrop trailers. I'm not even sure. Teardrop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just like give it a little shot. Oh, man, absolutely. If you're thinking about or have any questions at all, do not hesitate to reach out to me because uh, I would be all too happy to talk about the experience, good and bad, 100%. Thanks, Alicia. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more Let's Take This Outside, go to letstakethisoutside.ca. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, 4Kids Flashback. 4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. 
I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.